0: Hey, you guys, I just wanted to take this opportunity and to let you know we have the up-and-coming Game Changers Summit live coming up on January 27th to twenty nine. a three-day virtual experience with 24 world-class game-changing leaders from around the world. Uh, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship, marketing, branding, personal development, health, uh self-mastery, business and leadership, just to mention a few. Uh, we're gonna be featuring Dr. John D. Martini, Marshall Goldsmith, Bob Berg. Uh, we're gonna be featuring the uh Instagram influencer Natasha Grano and many, many more. Now you can you can become a participant in the Game Changer Summit live for free. All you have to do is go to the following URL, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.thegamechangerssummit.com forward slash sign up hyphen form. For more information, click on the link below. uh, Because honestly, this is probably the David versus Goliath of all summits. It is the summit of the year. See you soon. Take care and we'll see you there.
1: This is the Game Changers Experience. Hello,
0: everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have a extremely special guest on the show. He is a member of the Thinkers 50 Hall of Fame, is the only two times thinkers and the leadership thinker in the world. He is ranked the number one world's executive coach and is also the integral winner of the award for leadership at Harvard University of Coaching. He's the author and editor of 42 books. Six of them are, new, uh, are bestsellers, and he sold over 2.5 million copies, which is translated into, I think it's 32 languages, which is a best uh, and also a bestseller in 12 countries around the world as well. And it is my warm welcome and a big pleasure to welcome Dr. Marshall
1: Goldsmith, Hello, hello, hello. very, very nice to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: This is gonna be I'm really looking forward to today's conversation and 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 where it's gonna be leading. So uh, and we have some really interesting friends and mutual contacts, which is great and uh, and I love that. So um, I knew, I know that fr- from my research is that you grew up in Kentucky. And when I think of Kentucky, I think of Colonel Sanders, of course. I actually I
1: actually got to meet the real Colonel Sanders. You did? When I, a, when I was a little boy. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that's a real person. I was eight years old. I got to shake his hand. He looks exactly like the character. And another day, I could tell you the story of his life. It's an amazing story. Uh, I bet. Interesting.
0: Really, really interesting. So, I mean, interest- you've got such a an amazing, I suppose, CV or some, you know, just kind of looking at your achievements and I just want to say, you know, it's just, it draw, you know, it blows me away at what you've achieved and I'm sure that you kind of think to yourself, wow, I, I, you know, I'm 72 years old and I've achieved a lot of things in my life and whatever it is. And, you know, you're, you're such a humble and giving person, but how did you get into the field of leadership? I would, I would love to know more.
1: Well, mostly by accident. So I got a PhD from UCLA And i was very very fortunate i met a very famous man named dr paul hersey Mm -hmm. and he invented situational leadership with a good friend of mine and gary ridges ken blancher and then i got to meet paul and follow him around and he was the highest paid uh, leadership consultant in the world at the time and he was kind enough to let me just carry the bags and sit in the back of the room and i followed him around and then sure enough one day he got double booked and he called me up said i'm can you help me i said i don't know He said, look, I can't, Ken can't do it. I can't do it. Can you help me? I don't know. He said, look, I'll pay you a thousand dollars for one day. If you can do this. Now I was making $15,000 for one year. Wow. He's going to pay me. This was, this was by the way, about 44 years ago. Okay. And I I was 28 years old. Wow. A thousand dollars for one day, 44 years ago to a kid from Valley station, Kentucky. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know what I said? sign me up coach so i do th- i do this program for the metropolitan life insurance company in new york very sophisticated people They earn billions of dollars mm. and i and they were angry when i showed up because i wasn't him but mm. th- they loved me so i got ranked number one of all the speakers in their two-week program they liked me the best they called him up and they said you know paul uh can you send marshall again paul said do you want to do this again you know i used a kentucky phrase i said paul does a bear shit in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I'll do this again. Thousand bucks a day. I'm making 15,000 bucks a year. I got an 800 on the SAT math achievement test. I can tell you, I can add those numbers up. 15,000 a year, a thousand a day. Yep, sign me up, buddy. And that's how I got into leadership development purely by accident. And since then, I've had the privilege of working with Peter Drucker, Paul Hersey, Warren Bennis. And Paul had a good saying, easy to look like a easy to look tall if you stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm, I agree. So I'm, I'm definitely in that category. I've had the privilege of, you know, just standing on the shoulders of a lot of tall people.
0: Mm, that's, a, that's an amazing story. I know that you, we're going to be talking about, you know, habits, behavior change and leadership. So we're going to be talking about some, different topics today, you know, and that they're, they're, they're really deep. And I know that you've written numerous books, Triggers being one of them, of course, um, mm-hmm. which is a bestseller. And you've also got a new book, which we'll talk about at the end, if that's okay, new book coming out as well. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the things I was going to say, what, what would you say are some of the the common habits that you recognize that leaders Fail at time and time again. I mean, you've you, you've worked with many of them, including the CEO of uh, Pfizer, Glaxo, uh, Walmart, uh, World Bank. And I mean, there must be some patterns that you've uh, you know you've established uh, in your experience.
1: Yeah, I was interviewed in the Harvard Business Review and asked this question: What is the number one problem of all the successful people you've coached over the years? Hmm. And my answer is winning too much. That was does that mean? <laughs> if it's important, we want to win. Right. If it's meaningful, we want to win. If it's trivial, we want to win. If it's not worth it, we want to win anyway. Winners love winning. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly difficult for smart, successful people not to constantly win. Now, I'll give you a case study you can use it yourself. You want to go to dinner at restaurant X. Your husband, wife, friend, or partner wants to go to dinner at restaurant Y. You have a heated argument. You go to a restaurant, why? It was not your choice. The food tastes awful and the service is terrible. Option A, you could critique the food, point out our partner was wrong. This mistake could have been avoided. It only listened to me, 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 me. Option B, shut up, eat the stupid food, try to enjoy it and have a nice evening. Now, what would I do? What should I do? Almost all my clients, what would I do? Critique the food. What should I do? Shut up. Now, Adam, have you ever critiqued the food in your life before? absolutely and was that smart or stupid that was stupid (laughs) it was very stupid (laughs) and as stupid as that was very stupid i'm going to give you an example now that is so hideously stupid it'll make that one pale by comparison you've probably done this before Mm -hmm. you have a hard day at work hard day so hard under so much pressure more 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 numbers 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 such a hard day you go home your husband wife friend or partners there and the other person says i had such a hard day today i had such a tough day and we reply You had a hard day. You had a hard day. Do you have any idea what I had to put up with today? Do you think you had a hard day? We're so competitive, we have to prove we're more miserable than the people we live with. (laughs) I gave this example in my class at Dartmouth College. A young guy raised his hand. He said, I did that last week. So I asked him, What happened? He said, My wife looked at me. She said, Honey, you just think you've had a hard day. It's not over. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, it's not it. over. Yeah, it's, uh, you haven't seen hard yet, buddy. Uh, come <laughs> and live in my world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, I got to. You mentioned my book, Triggers. Yeah. I refer to an email that's in my book, Triggers. A young man sent me an email about this, and he said, You know, I was in your class at Dartmouth five years ago. And he said, I know you don't remember me, but I want to send you an email today and say thank you. He said, Yesterday, my wife called. And she was having a terrible day and started talking about it. And I was behind schedule and under pressure. And I was just getting ready to point out how her problems paled in significance to my own. But he said, for some reason, I remembered your course. I started breathing. I thought, this is my wife, somebody I love. It's not the enemy. And he said, I just listened. And I said, I love you. Thank you for everything you're doing. He said, I went home, I spent $25. I bought her some flowers, gave her the flowers, and said, I love you. So it was the best $25 I've ever spent. Thank you. So next time you get into that, let me win. Let me prove I'm right. Let me tell you how smart I am. Just breathe. Is it worth it? Interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of looking at putting yourself in somebody in the other person's shoes rather than kind of thinking, oh, well, it's. What about me? <laughs> and it's kind of selfish in
1: a way, isn't it, Marshall? Well, it's not that people are bad. Uh, Peter Drucker, another one of my great mentors, taught me a wonderful lesson. He said, Our mission in life is to make a positive difference, mm. not to prove how smart we are and how right we are. Mm. Most people I work with have taken in their life tests, test after test after test after test, thousands of tests prove I'm smart, prove I'm smart, prove I'm smart over and over and over. And when you did that, what do people do? Oh, good. Didn't do it. Ooh, bad. It's incredibly difficult to stop. Mm. This is very deep. It's very deeply ingrained. It's incredibly difficult to stop. And when you're at the bottom of an organization, Proving who proving yourself is not bad. You have to prove you're smart and all that. Mm-hmm. But every time you get promoted, you got to learn to stop doing that. And the people I coach are CEOs. People they manage no more than they do. Well, your, your job is not to prove you're smart. It's to make them smart. Your job is not to be the hero. It's to make them the hero. Very easy in theory. Yeah. I mean, it's easy in conversation. I
0: mean, I remember, and even, you know, people that i friends and contacts and that kind of stuff is that the corporate world and you would have heard this before the corporate world is a bit of a dog dog environment right you know who can get to the top the quickest type of thing and you know and I, I i don't know you've probably had those people who've had those types of attitudes what do you say to people like that
1: well the people i coach number one are people that are very high integrity mm. who have good hearts if i didn't think all right i don't have to do this Right. So I only work with great people. And I'll give you a story that illustrates how I pick clients. Mm. Um, Years ago, Alan Mulally, who was at Boeing at the time, ran Boeing commercial aircraft, one of the greatest leaders I've ever met in my life, an amazing man. So I, of all the people I've ever coached, he improved the most. And I don't get paid if my clients don't get better. So I measure improvement, not as judged by them as judged by everyone around them, he improved the most. I spent the least amount of time with it. So I thought, well, that's puzzling. So I made a little chart on one dimension was called time spent with the great executive coach, Marshall Goldsmith. The other dimension is called improvement. There seemed to be a clear negative correlation between spending time with me and improving. Well, I thought, well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a troubling chart. <laughs> it's not good. So I go talk to my friend, Alan. I showed Alan my chart. I said, now Alan, uh, all the people I ever coach, you see, you were great to start with and you improved the most. Yet I spent the least amount of time with you. I showed Alan my chart and I, I said, Alan, seems like the more time I spend with people and they don't get better. There's a negative correlation. I said, you know, Alan, the way this chart looked, had you never met me, you'd really be good here. <laughs> So I said to my friend, Alan, what should I learn about coaching from you? Well, he taught me a great lesson. He said, Marshall, your biggest challenge as coach is customer selection. Mm. You pick the right customer, you win. You pick the wrong customer, you lose. Agreed. And uh, then he said, don't make coaching by yourself, your own ego and how smart you think you are. Make it about the great people you work with. And he said, as a co Ford, my job isn't that different. He said, I don't design the course. Mm. I don't build a car, I don't sell the cars, I gotta have great people. And he said, Every day I drive to work, I tell myself, leadership's not about me, leadership's about them. Well, it's hard. The hard you, you work a lot of entrepreneurs, the hardest thing for an entrepreneur is to let go. Yeah. Because why? They got there by being a great achiever. Mm-hmm. They gotta let it go. They got quit being the hero, quit being the great achiever, quit making it all about me. Very easy in theory incredibly difficult in practice.
0: I think it's the psychological thought process and the thinking and the, I mean, human beings are complicated anyway, but, but you know, that, that. I mean, we all are wired, you know, slightly differently. We think slightly differently. And I absolutely agree with, with what you're saying.
1: Well, you know, any human or animal will replicate behavior that's followed by positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And the more positive reinforcement you get for anything, the more you replicate the behavior. What do you get positive reinforcement for? Proving how smart you are and proving how right you are. So we're just geared to do that. And we're psychologically reinforced thousands of times for doing this over and over. So after a while, it's just an instinctive reflex. Mm We do not even know we're doing it.
0: That's crazy. It's like kind of you're just doing it subconsciously without thinking about it. That's it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about behaviors because or behavior change as such, how do we become more aware of what we're doing in terms of our behaviors, whether it be in the workplace, or whether it be running your own business or whatever, how do we become more aware of it
1: and so
0: that we can make improvements or make subtle changes?
1: Well, so my whole mission life is helping successful leaders achieve positive change in behavior. Mm -hmm. So I'm the world's expert on this very narrow topic. I know very little about anything else, but I know a whole lot about that. Right. Okay. So you do a Google search in quotes, helping successful leaders in quotes, the first 500 hits, 450 are me. The rest of the world is 50. So I, I win this game. Okay. Now, this is what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. So let's imagine you're the future CEO. Okay. And CEO board have asked me to talk to you. Now to start with, they never argue with my clients. And by the way, if I think you don't want to help people, I think you're a bad person. I just won't work with you. I don't care. (laughs) So anyway, I I come to you and I say, Adam, uh, I'll tell you, I will work with you. If you get confidential feedback from everyone around you. So you get confidential feedback from everyone around you. Average of 18 people and oftentimes not only at work at home, you must pick important behaviors to improve. You and your manager, the CEO have to agree. These are the right behaviors and right people. You have to apologize for all your mistakes. You have to publicly follow up with everybody on a regular basis and follow up with me and whatever I tell you, you just shut up and you say, thank you. And you don't prove I'm wrong and you do this over and over and over again, then eventually you get better and I get paid. Now, by the way, Adam, uh, if I work with you, you see Adam, you gotta do all these things. If you don't wanna do any of these things or even some of these things, it's okay. It's okay. I just won't work with you. Now, of course, Adam, I do have a little advantage I can then say, and you know, Adam, I guess I'll just go back to your boss, the CEO, who's read my book and thinks I'm wonderful. And, and I'll go back to the board of directors and say, you know what, I I can't help Adam. He needs a better coach. Uh, I just don't want to work with him. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel so good. <laughs> I, I, I can do that. You could. <laughs> You okay. You could. Okay.
0: <laughs> you could.
1: Uh, it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> oh, crazy. Uh, so Adam, how do you feel about this? Do you think it's a bad idea, Adam, or a good idea?
0: I'm not sure, Marshall. I need to think about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, you know what? If the guy said, I have to think about it, you know what I'd say? It's not <laughs>
0: It's not working
1: <laughs> not working for me bye-bye yeah. it's <laughs> exactly, exactly it's interesting no, no, i do exactly no, no, the same <laughs> adam they usually don't get that far by being dumb <laughs> and you know i mean i've only had one person in my life say no really oh yeah this is a interesting a woman and ceo has me come in i got the same talk right she says, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to apologize and I'm going to get feedback and all that. I'm fine. So I just start, I just leave. Uh, I'm walking out the door to see you. I say, oh, hey, how you doing? I say, fine. Well, when do you start work? Because I'm not going to work at all. Why? Well, she don't want to do this. He said, what? No, she don't want to get feedback and apologize. She don't want to do those things. He just said, please accept my apologies. I am so sorry I've wasted your, let me pay you for today. I said, no, no, don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <Door out. laughs> Don't let the door kick you on the, on the way out. Out, out. Oh Six months later, he just had to document, get rid of her. Out, out, out. Oh. I mean, hello, the CEO is willing to invest all this money to help you and you're telling him to stick it. Bad idea. That's not a good thing. That's
0: not cool. Definitely not Gone, cool.
1: gone, gone. No. <laughs> so anyway, so you let's imagine, a little practice with you. Let's say I interview everyone around you. Pick one thing you need to do better.
0: Stop micromanaging.
1: Very good. Too much micromanagement. Perfect. I have that all the time. So, okay. Uh, then you would talk to everyone around you and say, you know, I got this feedback. And I'm going to do a little, I'll do a little bit more detail because it's probably a pretty common problem with the uh, the entrepreneurs. Absolutely. I got this feedback. And one of my issues is I'm seen as micromanaging. One thing I want to do is I want to be an effective delegator. And what I really want to work on is more effective delegation. In fact, I might not even say micromanagement. I'd say, I want to be, say it in a positive way. I, Adam, want to be a more effective delegator. Mm-hmm. Fine. So you have a one-on-one dialogue with everyone. You say, now we're going to look at this from three perspectives. First, I'm going to ask you, Do I ever get more involved than I should? Do you ever feel that I'm micromanaging, getting more involved than I should? And I'm not saying I'm gonna change everything. I'm just gonna promise to listen and take notes and do what I can. And then, okay. And then give me ideas how I can do a good job of not doing that. Now, my second question though is, do you ever need more help from me? Because you see, I don't want to just let go to let go. So maybe in some areas you feel I'm more involved than I need to be, some areas not involved enough you see delegation in and of itself is not a a good thing Mm -hmm. you delegate to the wrong person you don't help anybody so the question is not i want to delegate more i want to delegate more effectively Mm -hmm. so are there areas where i need to get more involved than i am and what the person might say is you know adam over here i think you get a little too involved but over there i really need more of your help you see what i'm saying you don't want to just delegate to delegate then then you, also, then you say, question three, do you ever see me, Adam, doing things at my level that Adam doesn't need to be doing? And what would those be? That maybe other people could do this instead of Adam. And then you take notes and you listen. So you talk to everybody. Then you write down notes. And then you talk to me. Mm-hmm. I say, who'd you talk to? what you learn? What are you going to do about it? And everything is feed forward for me now. All about the future, not about the past. Whatever sins you've been in the past. I'm not going to change anybody. We're moving on. I said, now I'm going to give you my ideas. Now, I give you my ideas. Whatever I tell you, you say, thank you. You don't judge, you don't critique, you don't argue. You say, thank you. And if you talk back, I find you $20. <laughs> it's like a swear It <laughs> It is. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't prove I'm wrong. And it's a good discipline because you see, the people I work with are always used to having to prove how smart they are and right there. Well, you don't do it with me. Mm-hmm. If I tell you something now, you have to do the basics. That's required. Right. No arguing. Do it, or goodbye. Everything else is optional. Mm-hmm. You do it, or not. You don't do it. It's okay. I'm, I don't care. I'll never know the difference. Do it if you think it works. That They never argue. If they argue, I charge some money. So <laughs> you might say the people I coach are rich people, and the money out. But this this is funny. I charge them money if they start cents with no, but however, they argue, try to prove they're right. I charge them money. $20. And you might say, well, these are rich people. They don't care about, lo-. and the money goes to a charity they pick too. Now you might say, well, they don't care about losing money. That is wrong. Look, yeah. You know, old, old rich men don't care about losing money. Wrong. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they hate they ain't losing any money. So like one guy, I'm going $20, $40, $60. He goes, this is expensive. I said, he made $35 million last year. And this money is going to go to a little homeless child. <laughs> he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'll pay the 60 bucks, I'll pay the 100 bucks, whatever, right? <laughs> now, my funniest story occurred in India, Mr. GM Rao, Mr. Jim Rao's a great guy. So he owns a company called GMR, they built the airport there in Delhi, a beautiful airport, He's just a good human being. He donates 340 mil- Bill Gates, tries to talk rich people into giving money to the poor and Warren Buffett. So they go to India and my friend Mr. Giali he gets all excited. He donates 340 million dollars to poor people in India. He's very generous. 2 days later I'm coaching him. The money goes to the same charity. 20 bucks, 40 bucks. He goes this <laughs> this is expensive. <laughs>
0: Now, crazy. I
1: said, excuse me you donated 340 million dollars to the same stupid charity two days ago and now you're arguing is expensive, 20 bucks what is wrong with you then you know what he goes he goes oh i forgot i forgot i love that. i forgot now let me explain the difference mr gm rao in front of bill gates and warren buffett in every newspaper in india writing a check for 340 million dollars you know what that's called winning Winning. $20. Losing. losing. Interesting. He, he doesn't care about $340 million. doesn't care about $20. You know what he cares about though? Winning. Interesting.
0: I never saw it from that perspective, but now you pointed it out to me. It makes it so obvious. <laughs> and no one likes losing, do they? Come on no one likes losing especially people like me who's an ex a former elite athlete anyway so
1: um, really interesting now uh now uh, you not like losing historically yourself
0: well i think it's just because i have a competitive nature Uh,
1: uh, 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 uh. now i'll give you some coaching i love this making excuses (laughs) Okay. Now, let me tell you what I'm just hearing. All yes, right. Marshall, you see, I, Adam, was an athlete. I don't know if you, Marshall, were an athlete, but I, Marshall, was a competitive athlete, you know. Just in case you missed that, I think I'll drop it in a few times. <laughs> right. You see, Marshall, occasionally I may appear to others to have an issue with winning too much. You see, Marshall, that's because it. I can't help it because it's my competitive and athletic background, blah, 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 blah. Is that what I just heard, Adam? Thank you, Marshall. Yes, thank you, Marshall. I don't want to get fined twenty bucks. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think Adam. Did you also say I have problems with losing? Did you say that?
0: Something no, I didn't longer. say that. I didn't say that. It must must have must have been somebody else.
1: But now you, you you historically you might have had some issues with losing. Yeah. Now now, can you change? Absolutely.
0: Good. I think anyone can change, if you have the right attitude. Raise your right
1: hand. My name is Adam. My name is Adam. I used to be overly competitive in in inappropriate situations. I used to be overly competitive in inappropriate situations. I do not have a genetic defect.
0: I do not have a genetic defect. I can cure this. I absolutely can cure this. Very good. Awesome. Very good, very good coaching that is. Let's talk about, let's talk about something that I think is extremely valuable for um, not just entrepreneurs, but, you know, CEOs of multi-billion pound companies, self-evaluation, I think is extremely important, but I think that we don't do enough of it. I don't, right. We just don't do enough of it, right? But I'd love to know what your, what your opinion about self-evaluation is and what it what value does it bring to an organization how do we implement
1: this self evaluation and how do we get it set up i'm going to take this at a much simpler level all right my area in life is helping real human beings get better mm-hmm. so let's just take the people listening to me don't even worry about the organization don't worry about yourself don't try to help you get better how's that let's just do that for now that's enough That's good. That's good. Then then we'll worry about everyone else later. (laughs) But but let's start with this person here, right? Yeah. Let's just try to help this person here. Now I have a process I'm going to teach everyone. It's related to what you just said. It's called the daily question process. Okay. This takes three minutes a day costs nothing and will help anyone listening get better at almost anything. Now you might say, well, that sounds too good to be true. Three minutes a day costs nothing, help people get better. That's too good to be true. Half the people I teach just to quit within two weeks. They, what? Quit it, they quit in two weeks. Two weeks. Have you done this yourself? No, I haven't, but I'm, oh, oh, oh. I'm always. Oh,
0: oh, however, oh, however, uh, I am a master uh, of discipline.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if a teacher uh, tells me to do uh, something, uh, I will do it. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, you know one thing adam uh, it's good to know that you have no ego and that you would spend, <laughs> and that you would not try to win too much and prove you're better than other people and that, yes marshall others may have difficulty with this but you see i, agree. I adam am a self-quoted no. master of discipline and i'm sure the ever so holy adam would have no problems even though others you know marshall you have coached many ceos of multi-billion dollar companies and brilliant people and, and I see they have problems doing this, but you see, Marshall, you haven't been talking to me, Adam Strong, <laughs> obviously who is superior to those. Point taken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. Okay. He's just called me up on my bullshit, everybody. I just want to say that right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Now, now, let me try again without let's, you. Let's start
0: again. Let's start again without my
1: interruptions, okay? You know, without you proving your superiority to all my <laughs> other clients, right? Now, now, this takes three minutes a day, costs nothing, and is really hard to do. Adam, don't kid yourself. It's going to be hard for anybody to do. Okay. I'm going to give you a personal example. Cover it. I have someone call me on the phone every day to make sure I do this. Hmm. Every day someone calls me why my name is Marshall Goldsmith. I got ranked number one coach and leadership thinker in the whole world. I have someone call me on the phone every day to make sure I do this very simple process. I want to teach you now. Someone asked me why my name is Marshall Goldsmith. I'm too cowardly to do this by myself. I'm too undisciplined to do this by myself. I need help and it's okay. It's okay to need help. It's okay. Once we get over that macho, I can do it on my own crap, you know, I'm better than everybody else. Unlikely. We all need help. I need help. Hey, somebody, do I know the theory? I wrote the theory. <laughs> I know the theory. Now, here's how it works. You get out of spreadsheet. On one column, you write down a series of questions represent what's most important in your life, friends, family, health, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And then seven boxes across one for a day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Okay, fine. Then every day, every question is answered with a yes or no or number. Yes is recorded as one, no is a zero or a number. And then at the end of the week, see, you get a report card. Now, uh, I'm going to warn you in advance that report card at the end of the week might not be as beautiful as a corporate values plaque, you see stuck up on the wall. (laughs) See, I've been doing this for many years. You know what I learned? I know that life is incredibly easy to talk. And life is incredibly difficult to live. You know, Adam, when you introduced me, you left something out on my introduction. One of my amazing talents. I'm surprised you left it out on the introduction. It was I'm amazed at my incredible skill at screwing up something pretty much every day. Uh, I screw up something pretty much every day. Uh, you left that out of in the introduction there, you see, but when you look at this little daily checklist, you get to look at it every day. It's not that pretty. Mm. It's not that pretty. And so, um, I've been doing this a long time. It's hard to do. Now, one of my uh, several my questions. If you want all my, send me an email. I'll, I'll send Adam uh, all my questions if you want them. Sure. I'll. Sh- uh, you don't have to write them down. But give me one of my questions. How many times yesterday did you try to prove you were right and it wasn't worth it? Hmm. You know, I'm the old professor here. I don't see too many zeros on my scorecard. Now, Adam, I don't even think you'd you'd pass that test on this phone call, would you?
0: probably not <laughs> no, no, that,
1: definitely not <laughs> oh, you so you didn't even make it through this call you know? yeah. i didn't make it in the first 10 seconds
0: let alone the whole call
1: <laughs> <laughs> <right>. how, many, <laughs> how, how many angry or distorted comments that i make about people yesterday you know what i don't see too many zeros on that colin Uh, Adam, have you ever deemed it appropriate for you to critique others in a way that probably didn't help the world too much and point out their flaws? Have you occasionally fallen into that trap? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you. Yes, Marshall. Yes, thank you. Thank you very good. Uh, Let's see. How many minutes did I walk? How many push-ups? How many sit-ups? Did I dare say do something nice for my wife, my son, my daughter, my grandkids? Uh, How much do I weigh? Just questions about life every day. My friend, Jim Moore would tell you this saved his life. It didn't kind of save his life. It did save his life. One of the questions are you currently updated on your physical exam? He said, no, the first 90 days he did this after 90 days. He said, this is embarrassing. I have to get the exam or quit asking the question. He got the exam The doctor said you have cancer. Oh. Now that was many years ago. The doctor said, you're going to be fine. Had you waited seven more months, you'd be dead. Wow. He knew he should have got the exam. Adam, did you ever put off a physical exam before?
0: I haven't done too many physical exams, if I'm honest with you. Mm
1: Hmm. Why not?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's...
1: Raise your right hand. (laughs) Because
0: because I'm stupid. stupid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's... it's... Adam, 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 yeah yeah. Adam, is more talking through you right now going to probably help you or really dig you into a deeper hole? What do you think?
0: I think it's going to probably bury as in Alice in Wonderland. And yeah, (laughs) shut the hell up.
1: (laughs) 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 You're you're beginning to see how this all works. Absolutely. now, (laughs) Now, 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 my daughter, Kelly, the professor, She's a professor at Vanderbilt. She got a PhD from Yale, daddy's proud of her. But she taught me something called active questions. Mm -hmm. So my first, here I'll give you my first six questions. Every question that I do my best to, number one, set clear goals. Did I do my best to make progress toward achieving my goals? Number three, did I do my best to find meaning every day? Did I do my best to be happy? Did I do my best to build positive relationships? And I do my best to be fully engaged. Every day, six questions. I'll send you an email about this. Well, that that'll be research. fantastic. Thank you. The research is amazing. Mm. If you just ask yourself these six questions every day, it's amazing. Now, my friend, Mark Thompson and I, we do the LPR process. We did this, I think, 26 weeks for six months right? with 50 amazing people. They rotate various groups. So we meet every week for an hour with six to eight people and we did it 26 weeks and these are you know like you said athletes broadway stars uh, ceos i mean just redi- head of the olympics head of the rockefeller foundation wow. ridiculously competent people very humbly every week they had to send them say my name is here's my scores my name is here's my scores and And they'll tell you, if they didn't have a support group, they probably wouldn't do it.
0: Accountability.
1: I have someone call me on the phone every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard. It's very humbling when you do this every day. It's humbling. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of courage to look in a mirror every day. It takes a lot of humility. Hey, it's it's a. By the way, we all need help. Well, I think um, uh, now, 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 Adam, what's one yeah. thing you've been putting off procrastinating or delaying? You know, I wish I'd get better at this. You've been telling yourself for 20 years, I, I want to get better at give me one thing. Whew. There's are many things, I think, pick for a, me, uh, pick, pick one, pick one,
0: I actually want to get better at looking after my
1: health, believe it or not. Oh, very good. And uh, very interesting. All I suggested was you get a physical exam and you immediately got defensive about that for some God knows what reason, in spite of my pounding. No, 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 Adam. You want to look after your health more. Hmm, very, very good. Uh, and it's been 20 years. You know, the theory of this, is that correct? Yes, sir. You don't need to read a book about what you need to do. Is that correct again? No, Marshall. Yet you still haven't done it. Is that correct? Again. Yes, sir. Raise your right hand. My name is Adam. My name is Adam. I need help. I need help. And it's okay. It's okay. Get help. Mm-hmm. If you could have done it by yourself, you probably would have done it by now. Mm. Yeah.
0: Interesting thought
1: process. You know it.
0: it you know it's interesting.
1: I think you. put way, something. my 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 book triggers twenty seven major CEOs endorse that book. Mm. Why am I so proud of that? Thirty years ago, no CEO would have a coach. Mm. These twenty seven people all stand up, and say, "Look, I'm President of World Bank. I need help. I'm CEO of the year in the United States. I need help. I'm head of the Rockefeller Foundation. I need help. I'm you know I'm, I'm head of Walmart. I need help. Mm. Now, we all need help. Who are we kidding here?
0: <laughs> you know, it's really interesting what you pointed out here. And I've said it before to numerous clients and and so forth, is that asking for help is a sign of strength and not a sign of weakness. And I think you've really highlighted that in this conversation.
1: And you know, I like that comment. Adam, you teach your clients asking for help as a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. Is that correct, Adam? Yes, sir. You you teach this to your clients, Adam. (laughs) And indeed. And Adam, do you do a good job of teaching this to your clients? I bet you're very good at that. Is that correct? I could do better. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about that guy in the mirror there, Adam? Uh, maybe mm. he should, Yeah, uh, maybe should he be listening to this same mm. sermon? Absolutely. <laughs> I
0: suppose we're like hypocrites in our own way, right? I mean, we, it's, it's like you said, it's easy to say, but to actually do and put into practice is a completely different ball game, right?
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? He said nobody got muscles by watching me lift weights. <laughs> so true. It's not hard to understand the theory of weightlifting. No, it's true. It's extremely it's true. Hard. It's hard. It's hard to lift weights. Absolutely.
0: Listen, I know that um, I'm conscious of time, and I'm respectful of your time. But I'd love to know more about your 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 new and up and coming book that's coming out. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that, the title, and when it comes out.
1: Well, the title of the book is "The Earned Life." Okay. And I'll just give you one highlight because I've discussed parts of it in in our conversation already. But one of the highlights from my book is this: we all have, especially in the West, an illusion, and the illusion is. Everything is going to be okay when I'll be happy when I get the money, the status, the BMW, the condominium, win the lottery, whatever. I'll be happy when that's the great Western disease. I will be happy when, well, uh, we talked to people who won Olympic gold medals, the national football league, 50% of the people who are in the national football league, uh, broke. Hmm. High number, divorced, depressed, Olympic athletes. Michael Phelps made a movie about this called The Weight of Gold, depressed. This I'll be happy when, no, Hmm. there is is no when. When is an old person looking to die? That's when. And there's a book that always ends with uh, the same words and they lived happily ever after a certain type of book. What type of book is that? called A fairy tale, <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it's a fairy tale, that's not the way it works. And the point of the book is, as we journey through life, you don't ever get to some place and you say, That's it. Life is a constant center, we constantly need to re earn happiness, we need to re earn achievement, we need to re earn meaning. And you don't wake up one day and say, I don't have to do that anymore. The people that are on my calls if uh, you could get their win, none of them would be on the call, right? Many of them are rich, several billionaires, distinguished uh, won awards, National Football League, National Basketball Association, blah, blah, blah. That was then this is now. And every day as we journey through life, we just reinvent ourselves. And you have to start over every day. Every day is another day. It's a new me. Whatever happened to happen in the past, but it's over.
0: You can't live there. Fascinating. So, when is the book coming out? It'll be out next year, early next year. Early next year, 2022.
1: Now, Adam, question before we depart, what did you learn about in this lovely call relating to Adam? Not about others or theories or your customers i learned about the twenty
0: (laughs) dollar i learned to say thank you (laughs) and i learned uh i i learned to uh to ask for help and not be a freaking hypocrite and actually swear by what you're actually going to (laughs) say
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, <Hey. laughs> uh,
0: uh, do you know what it's been it's been so much fun to have you on the show and and I, and you know i i just so I'm, I'm really privileged to to meet you and uh and i look forward to collaborating with you further of course in your quest to help leaders around the world in taking their their bullshit away from them and make them a bit more accountable i guess it's real word. <laughs> oh my god fantastic <laughs> love it fantastic listen I just thank want to say much. marshall thank you so much for being on the show today it's been a real privilege my friend thank you so much Listen guys, I hope you've enjoyed our conversations with me and uh, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. You're gonna be able to listen to me and Marshall on the Game Changer Summit 2021 coming up. It's gonna be absolutely insane. It's gonna be the uh, virtual experience of the year. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So listen, if you have any questions or if you wanna reach out, my uh, what I would endorse you to do is to connect with Marshall uh, on social media, whether it be on LinkedIn, whether it be on Twitter, facebook uh, or an in instagram and like no no Twitter.
1: linkedin i can't get any more connections i could my apologies for the term but i can only get followers because my connection thing is full oh so okay so follow you, know, you can do the Send me an email, marshall at marshallgoldsmith.com. That's easier. There there you go, marshall at
0: marshallgoldsmith.com. So connect, and also in the subject heading line, just put the Game Changers Experience podcast so he knows exactly where you've come from here. I'm sure he'll, in due kind, will respond to you. So guys, listen, hope you've enjoyed the show today and we'll see you again on the next show. Take care, see you soon. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much